0: Hello and welcome to the Rise of Her podcast. I'm your host Roxanne. I'm a mom of four, wife and business owner. This is the podcast where we talk self-development, health and wellness, mindset, balancing career and family and everything in between. Think of me as your supportive bestie as we grow together and become the best versions of ourselves. If you want to create a life that you love, then you're in the right place. Hello everyone and welcome back to the rise of her podcast. I hope you've all had such an incredible week. So today's episode is the first of many interviews with incredible women. I've been wanting to get to this point since I started the podcast and give you the opportunity to learn from inspirational women that are doing all kinds of awesome things. So, in today's episode, you're going to hear from Talissa Triffitt. She's a mum of three and owner of Made to Milk and the Milk Boutique. I absolutely love Talissa's energy and how she speaks, and I'm super excited to share this conversation with you guys. Talissa talks about how she started her first business, what it was like buying her second, and shares advice for people wanting to go all in on themselves. There are a lot of really awesome nuggets of wisdom in this episode, so I hope you enjoy, and don't forget to share this episode if you love to listen. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hey Talissa, thank you so much for taking the time to join me on today's episode. I'm really excited to chat with you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Okay, so I'm pretty much going to jump straight into the episode because I do have so many questions. So yeah, just to start with, I'd love if you could tell me like a little bit about yourself, tell our listeners like who you are, what you do, and your businesses.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Talissa Triffitt. I am a mum and wife. I have three kids, four if you include my husband. I live um, on the northwest coast of Tasmania in a tiny little town called Hawley Beach, which is a beautiful part of the world. Uh, but yes, I have two e-commerce businesses. The first one is Made to Milk, which I founded uh in 2017. Um, and that is just, had became a beast on its own. And then recently the last few months I acquired the milk boutique, which is kind of like made to milk sister brand. Now, um, the previous owner, Tammy, I have known for a very long time. Um, and we've been friends for a very long time. So I was really excited when she approached me to, take on the Milk boutique. I was very nervous at first, but um, I just went in there and jumped into the deep end. And yeah, I have these two beautiful businesses now, which is pretty amazing.
0: Pretty amazing. I actually didn't know that Tammy approached you to take on the business.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we actually have the same business coach. So it came through our business coach to begin with. Um, and she was like, hey, just putting the feelers out there, have a think about it. And immediately I was like, oh no, I can't, I can't take on any more. Like I'm at max capacity with made to milk as I am. And obviously the milk boutique is active wear and apparel. And that is just not something that I've ever thought about or yeah, it was just like a whole new ball game for me. You know, made to milk comes from food products. And so that's my jam. That's what I am used to. And so yeah, taking on an active web business was completely out of my comfort zone. But the more that I thought about it and the more that I pictured what having the milk boutique would look like for me, the more I was like, okay, maybe I could do it. And then yeah, I just, you know, a little bit by little bit, the confidence built up in me. And I was like, yeah, no, I've got this. I've got this. This is actually a perfect marrying of two incredible brands with the same target market so I already knew the target market like the back of my hand because not only have I been that target market three times I've also lived and breathed it lived and breathed it that's that's not good English but you know <laughs> I I've been obsessed with the postpartum mum since I started made to milk so yeah it just felt like um, it was meant to be.
0: I love that so much. It's so hard acquiring a business, like starting a business as it is. And then when you go to purchase one, it's so different than what what it's going to be like. But yeah, Yeah. I love that. So I do want to know a little bit about how you started Made to Milk and that moment where you were kind of like, yeah, of course I can, I can definitely do this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Made to Milk was born out of A challenge that I had with my breast milk supply when I was breastfeeding my first baby. She hit about five months old and I noticed a dip in my milk supply. And of course, you know, being a first time mom, I was like straight to Google, like, what can I do? I was so distraught and upset that I couldn't give her what she needed to survive, basically. Um, And I found the concept of lactation cookies, started playing with some recipes. And it worked so well for me that I then started to share with basically anybody that I came in contact with, you know, us as a, you know, as a mum, you just like, once you find something that works for you, you've got to share it with absolutely anybody you come in contact with. So that was basically me. Um, And then it just kind of, I don't know, local, there was just so much of a demand then amongst the local mums that I was like, oh maybe this is a thing. And like, I could do something that allows me to not have to go back to work. I was on maternity leave from a corporate job working for one of the big four banks and I didn't want to go back and I knew I didn't want to go back. And so, you know, I at first thought it was an opportunity for me to do something while I was at home and providing products Um, that worked for mums so that's kind of where it was born
0: from yeah I love that so much because I remember I struggled so much with breastfeeding especially like my second which I had in 2016 I had my second and I had no idea what was going on with my body when I was struggling to breastfeed Mm -hmm. and at that time that was like so new to find products where I was like I don't I don't even know like where I would start with this like yeah, if you had a problem, and you kind of were like, oh, okay. Well, if I have a problem, that just means I can't do it. Other things that you can try. So I love that yeah. something that you could offer to try and help as best as as you can. And you have so many customers that absolutely love your product and know how well they work too. Yeah. Yeah, for
1: sure. And one of my main goals when I started made to milk is, is something that I noticed too, is that in order to get the ingredients that I needed to help with my milk supply, I had to go to like random health food stores. Like I was traveling sometimes over an hour to get one ingredient that I needed because they were so hard to come by. And so to make it more accessible for mums was one of my biggest goals in that I've got a product that I can get to you within, you know, like 24, 48 hours. Um, which is obviously very important for a mum that is in a very vulnerable state like she would be when she's struggling with milk supply. So, yeah, that was kind of my goal from the beginning as well.
0: Like some of the best businesses that I know, they, they come from that and mm-hmm. being like, I know this is exactly what people like me needed. So, yeah, I love that you created it and it has been able to help so many, so many mums. Um, what is your most popular product and why do you think that people love it so much?
1: Um, Well, when I first started the business, obviously the cookies were a huge, well, that's how the business started basically. So from the beginning, they were kind of the most popular. And then in 2020, I think just before COVID hit, we launched, actually maybe it was just during the start of COVID, we launched uh, Deluxe Hot Chocolate. And ever since then, the hot chocolate has absolutely smashed it. It was one of the first to market of its kind in like the lactation sphere. Um, and, and we launched it during winter, which was obviously a good time for a hot chocolate. And we, it was insane. Like we would drop thousands of them at a time and they would all be sold out within an hour or two. It was crazy. And it almost like built this cult-like community, I guess, with the hot chocolate Um, because one, it was hard to get your hands on, which I mean, I didn't want, but it was just what happened. Um, And yeah, it was just so in demand that mums were just waiting for the drops to come out. Um, And ever since then, yeah, it's just been crazy. Yeah. It's our best selling product for sure.
0: And do you think that people love it that much because it is It's a nice little cup of hot chocolate. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It gives mums, you know, at the
1: end of the night, once they've put babies and whatever down to bed, it gives them a little time for themselves to sit down, put their feet up. So it's like it tastes really good. It gives mums an opportunity to take a minute for themselves and it's functional. Like it does its job and it works really well in terms of boosting milk supply. So it kind of like ticks all the boxes in Ideally, a little treat for mums.
0: And you're not worried about like caffeine or anything.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's literally like three ingredients or something. It's super simple, but yeah, it's effective.
0: On that, I'd love to know um, what you found to be a bit of a block when it comes to having a consumable product.
1: Oh my gosh, so much. There's so much that you have to be mindful of. One of the biggest ones I think that has been a challenge along the way is shelf life. Mm -hmm. Our products have, you know, they, they expire at some point. And so one, we don't want to be left over in our warehouse with lots of products that's expiring, which thankfully we we never do because we run through products so quickly. Um, But it's something to always be mindful of too, you know, when we started wholesale, obviously retailers want long shelf life on things in case it sits on the shelf. And so it's kind of this battle of not wanting to use harmful ingredients like preservatives, but at the same time, um, giving mums peace of mind that they can have it sitting on the shelf for a little while to eat in case, you know, whenever they need it. So, yeah, that's probably been a challenge on, along the way and something that we're always working on. Like I'm still, still sampling, still testing products um, to help increase shelf life. So it's an ongoing process, that one.
0: I've always yeah. used to know about food products because I don't know that much about them. And I always assumed it would be shelf life for sure. and Yeah. make sure that they don't go bad or anything. Yeah. But and the nature... <laughs>
1: Yeah, it is a battle, but uh, the nature of the ingredients too, like brewer's yeast, I don't know if you've ever smelt, tasted brewer's yeast on its own, but it's one of the main ingredients to help milk supply. And it is disgusting. Like It's so gross. And so when mums initially hear that it's got brewer's yeast in it, they're like, oh, I don't know, you know, it's a bit sketchy as to whether it's going to taste good but i think like all the way along my husband is my tester so and he has the biggest sweet tooth so whenever i am creating a product he is always my go to i'm like as long as he thinks it tastes good then i know we're on to a winner and so that's probably a challenge along the way too is trying to balance out the ingredients so that that brewer's yeast isn't overpowering and almost trying to have the brewer's yeast in it because it's what's needed for milk supply, but also masking the taste of it so that you can't taste it basically, which I really feel like we've been able to achieve in our products. So yeah, I'm pretty proud of the fact that if you have any of our products, chances are you won't be able
0: to taste the brewer's yeast. That's a big tip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've, never, so I've never encountered it like I've had it in products before. but oh, too really- Yeah not by itself. And I don't think that I will afterwards. Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't advise. So you purchased the Milk Boutique, like I said, yeah. <laughs> um, tell me about how you found that process of purchasing an existing business. I know we touched on it earlier.
1: Yeah. So purchasing an existing business comes with pro lots of pros and cons. Pros are that you basically have a business in a box. You know, Tammy did all the work in setting the business up. So it was pretty much up and well, it was up and running and ready to go. And I could just kind of like take over and keep the momentum going, which was great. You know, you don't have to do any of those initial setup things and creating logos and branding and all that kind of stuff. It was all done, um, which is helpful. At The same time, purchasing an existing business comes with a big financial expense. So that was, you know, there's a lot of risk that comes with purchasing an already established business Um, because basically you, well, you're paying for all the hard work that they've already done pretty much. So yeah, it was very, there's a lot of pressure in the milk boutique because there is such a high financial risk. But, um, at the same time, I mean, I just trusted my gut along the way and I was like, I can do it. I can do it. And every time I talked to it, well, when we were, um, deciding whether we would take it on board, Kate, he's like my the little advocate, devil's advocate. Is that the right word that sits yeah, on your yeah. shoulder? Like, are you sure? Are you sure you are be to do this? And I'm like, yeah, I've got this. I can do it. And Kate's like, but it's a lot, you know, like it, we're taking on a lot, you know? And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. I just like tried not to think about it. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a lot more risk, I think, associated, but hopefully that, risk pays off in the end.
0: Calculated though, right? Calculated. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> you did this, right. You have a look at those financials, what the business look like, looks like it's going to do, what it has done, its growth and everything like that before you kind of make a decision on like whether or not you should take it on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And I mean, the difference is like I, with Made to Milk, I started Made to Milk with 500 bucks. Mm -hmm. And that was what was our initial investment in the beginning. And then every little bit of profit went back into the business to fuel growth and to scale. So it was just like little bit by little bit. And the only investment that I personally made into made to milk was $500, which is very, very small for a business. So I am used to that and not having to invest a lot TMB, however, on the other hand, being a fashion business too, and always being, you know, six months ahead in terms of designing and buying stock and minimum order quantities, it's such a, it's a much bigger investment, even in purchasing stock than made to milk ever was. There is, yeah. So much more, there's just a bigger financial investment in TNB than there is in Made to Milk. So it's definitely scary, but it's just different. And hopefully I'll get used to it.
0: (laughs) But like you said, you can do it. Yeah, absolutely. I've got this. Next part of that question was um, if you could tell me a pivotal moment that you had where your perspective on yourself or on your business really changed. You know, when you have that like aha moment where you're like, okay this is completely different than I thought it was. And you realize like your path kind of changed a little bit. Have Mm -hmm. you had one of those moments?
1: I think it was more just an inner subconscious. Uh, No, it wasn't subconscious. It was conscious decision Mm -hmm. along the way. I think maybe in the actual deciding to, to go ahead with the milk boutique, because made to milk is a highly profitable business in itself. And, so the milk boutique wasn't something that I needed, but it it just felt right. And so as soon as I stopped resisting that kind of almost, I don't. It's a very cliche word, but fate almost. It was like as soon as I stopped resisting it and just said to myself, "Look, this is." a beautiful marrying of two very like-minded brands. And as soon as I said that to myself, I was like, I've got this. Mm-hmm. Like, I can do this. And it almost just clicked and I was like, yeah, let's grow full steam ahead and let's
0: let's do it. Yeah. So when you find it, kind of found that you surrendered to that. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was very, like, like I said, right in the beginning, my initial thought, when the idea was put to me I was like "Eh, no (laughs) no way and I was very resistant to it because you know I already knew I had so much on my plate but it took me a little while to really you know sit with the idea and sit with what that would look like for me and the more that I did the more I was like okay it it's meant to be and this is happened for a reason at this time. And I just need to go with it because really deep in my gut, it feels like the right thing to do. And trusting my gut has got me this far with made to milk. So I'm just going to trust it this one more time. (laughs) And and, I know at the back of my mind, I know it's going to be fine. It's going to be really hard. It's going to be difficult. There's going to be teething issues, you know, along the way, but I've gotten through everything so far. So you know, history shows we can do this.
0: Yeah. Given my history. (laughs) Amazing. Okay. So what advice would you give to someone who wanted to start their own business today, but was struggling with those what ifs and kind of going all in on themselves?
1: Yeah. Do you know what the biggest thing for me was is when I sat in those moments of doubt before I took on TMB, and even at the beginning of Made to Milk, when I wasn't sure whether to dive in 100% when I was deciding whether to come back from maternity leave or not with my corporate job, is I would ask myself the question in two or three years from now, am I going to look back and regret that I never took that leap? And that was the biggest thing for me. It was like, okay, am I going to regret not doing this? Am I going to see this as an opportunity missed? And worst case, I look back and I'm like, and I learn from it. And I'm like, "Mm, nah, okay, I probably shouldn't have done that. But now I know whether I should or shouldn't have. So I think that's the biggest thing is for me, it's like, I need to know whether it's a good thing for me to do or not. And in order for me to know, I have to do it. And so that's just, I mean, yeah, I think I have a lot of mums that come to me in the initial stage of, I've got a really good idea. I've got a concept that I think is going to be amazing or a product or whatever, but I'm just really nervous. And um I even have friends who have started businesses that, oh my gosh, like they're create, they're so creative and everything looks so beautiful, but they just haven't launched. And and I took, <laughs> there was one particular friend that I had, I think like took over 12 months just to press launch, she had everything set up. Everything was ready to go, but she just—I don't know if it was like imposter syndrome or just got cold feet towards the end. I was like, "Dude, it—it's beautiful. It's amazing. And even if it's not perfect, you don't—it doesn't have to be perfect to start straight away." And I think I took—it took a little bit of that realization for her. It's like, okay, it doesn't have to be perfect right from the beginning. I've just got to get in there, get it done, and then. I'll learn along the way, and I can tweak and I can fix things. But the most important thing I think is is to just do it. That was a lot of words, but
0: <laughs> no, but the bottom line is just do it. Just yeah. do it. You don't know until you do it. I totally agree, and I think a lot of people get stuck in that that mindset of like it needs to be perfect, it needs to be yeah. exactly, and they think that when it launches, and it doesn't always it they think it's going to go off, you know, and they're yeah. going to be sold out and, and they're yeah. going to be struggling to catch their breath and they're going to have to run. Sometimes it does work like that, but a lot of the time when you start something new, it takes a little bit of time to actually build that momentum up. Totally agree with everything you said. And it, it's, it's really scary to put something out there and not really know the outcome. Um, but like you said, you you do it and you learn from it and it changes along the way regardless. Like even if you think you've put something perfect out there, you'll probably look back at it in a couple of years and like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that.
1: That's it, And that's exactly it. Like it only takes a second to scroll all the way down to the start of Made to Milk's feed to see where it started and what it looked like when it started. It was far from perfect. It looks so homemade, so like crafty me you know with my first vinyl labels on top of blank packet mixes like it was so yeah anyway I cringe looking back at it yeah but some everybody starts somewhere and that's where I started and so
0: yeah you just gotta do it's beautiful to like look at your journey from where you started to where you've gone and (laughs) imagine like what you're putting out right there right now is the best that you can possibly put out right now and (laughs) Imagine like how much better it's going to be. Just look back for a second. If you actually just yeah. turn and have a look and be like, "Wow, I've come this far. That's amazing."
1: Yeah, yeah I, awesome. <laughs> I need to do that more often. To be honest,
0: <laughs> definitely. I absolutely love taking time to reflect on like how far I've actually come. I do it every three months anyway, just to see oh. how I've what I've done in the past three months and if I'm actually moving forward. But then when you, yeah, when you look back a few years ago, so I I'll look back at my content that I used to post like six years ago. Oh no. <laughs> okay. But if I hadn't done that in the first place, I wouldn't have been able to change it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Sorry. I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions. Uh-huh. I'm not going to ask them fast. So don't expect okay. ah, it's not going to be like that. <laughs> um, I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions and I would love to get your answers in a sentence or less. So what motivates you to get out of bed in the morning?
1: Um, I would say my work motivates me, but I'm also forced out of bed by my kids in the morning. So it's a bit of both.
0: What is the worst piece of advice you've ever received? I reckon it is
1: when I'm, when I'm struggling or when you're struggling, because this was advice given to me, when you're struggling, focus on serving others and it will help. And it's taken me a long time to realize this is going to be more than one sentence, by the way, it's taken me a long time to realize that when I'm struggling, I need to go back into me and focus on me before I can help other people. I need to get me right before I can help others. So, yeah.
0: And what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Trust your gut, for sure. What is the most rewarding thing about your business? Changing the breastfeeding
1: experience for thousands of women is super rewarding.
0: What was your dream job, quote unquote, when you were younger? Uh, I honestly
1: didn't have one. I just knew I wanted to be a mum. And that was a huge goal for me. Um, whenever, it, this is also going to be longer than a sentence, but um, when we're in school and it's like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? I just wanted to be a mum. Yeah. I love that so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I tried a lot of things. I like did, I, I went through the first year of three different degrees and never finished because I never felt like I fit in the typical mold of what you got to do when you finish school. And yeah, I just
0: wanted to be a mom. Love it. Okay. Thank you for answering that. So before we wrap up, did you have any final little tidbits you wanted to share? Ah, I think we've covered a
1: lot, but yeah, probably just I know particularly. I think I have a lot of mums, especially in this day and age, that are looking for a better balance with mothering versus needing to be working as well. I think that's a struggle from what I hear for a, a lot of mums, and even for myself at the moment, trying to balance motherhood and work or starting a business and. I have people ask me all the time, like, how do you do it? How do you do so many things and do them well? And to be honest, I don't do them very well. (laughs) Like I do some things well, but I'm I'm not perfect across the board at everything. And I have to give myself grace a lot of times and know that I can't be there 100% for every area of my life. And it ebbs and flows in what my focus is. And to be honest, like I can be very honest with myself right now and know that I am not 100% present for my kids um, right now because that's just the space that I'm in. I'm very lucky to have family support. So I think maybe, I don't know, if I can give anything in terms of balancing motherhood and work or business is just to give yourself grace. We are juggling so much um, and yeah just be kind to yourself
0: I love it everybody needs (laughs) to hear that everybody needs to hear that and you never know who is going to be listening and and really needed that today Mm. thank you for sharing that Mm. Again, I just want to thank you for taking the time to be on the potty today. I've really loved hearing your story and a lot about your businesses and motherhood and everything like that. So thank you again. I really, really appreciate the time that you have spent with me today. Before you head off, did you want to share where people can find you, Made to Milk and the Milk Boutique?
1: Yes, of course. First of all, thank you so much for having me too, Roxanne. You are so fun to chat to and just really comfortable and going and you make it very easy to chat to <laughs> um, <laughs> but I personally you can find me on Instagram I am at Talissa.triffit on Instagram um, made to milk is at made to milk or one word and the milk boutique is at the milk boutique on Instagram too. So Instagram is where I hang. Yeah, <laughs> I nice
0: to be. My <laughs> <laughs> jam. Speaking of your, speaking of your personal Instagram, I saw your um reel that you posted the other day when you were leaving. your. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> it had me in stitches. <laughs> I was laughing so hard.
1: Oh my gosh, it's so good! And what I find so hilarious is that my kids' acting was so on point oh, yes. that. Literally, people in the comments 100% believed it. Like I was actually leaving my kids, and my kids were distraught and just like so upset. They're like, "How can you do that to your children?" Which really like, some people there. <laughs> yeah, I, I read the comment. I literally turned to Millie and I high fived her. I was like, "Dude, your acting is like
0: so <laughs> on point that these guys actually believed you. It was amazing." No, it was so it was so funny because um, you know that I post serious versions of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So I saw it and I laughed. I was like, oh man. Oh my God. So good. I can't stop taking things so seriously.
1: <laughs> Maybe I just need to know Actually, your yours are very inspiring and I absolutely appreciate yours. Maybe I need to like go through your feed and <laughs> and have a look at some of them and go, all right, how can
0: I, how can I make suck, this funny? How can I sarcasm this around? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love suck it. I was like, I new. need to take stuff a little bit less seriously. <laughs> no it's so good okay well I think that is everything thank you again and I will chat to you soon no worries thank you bye how amazing is Talissa. Like when you hear about her story and how she does things and kind of how her mind works and her thought process around things is, it's really, really inspiring. So I hope that you guys took something away from that. That is the end of today's episode. I hope that you guys have enjoyed it as per usual. Don't forget to share on your social media if you are enjoying the episodes. I always love to hear from you guys and I hope that your week is incredible. I will be in your ears on Monday morning. Bye. Thank you again for listening to the Rise of Her podcast. I am a one woman show. So if you have a moment to leave a review, I would really, really appreciate it. Thank you again and bye for now.